This is Tales from the Pricks. I'm Matt. I'm Dylan. And uh, today we are talking about The Shining from 1980. It's one of those movies where I feel like everybody listening to this has seen it already. Hopefully. It's like the defined, I don't know, the masterpiece of like horror. It's one of the staples, for sure. One of the staples. It's fucking, it's a, it's a solid movie. It's a um, pretty movie. It's, it's a pretty movie and stuff like that. I like to consider this like avant-garde horror. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's horror, but it's supposed to be portrayed as art, mm-hmm. which I mean is insanely popular now. More so than like, you would think there would have been like a renaissance period after that movie, but I feel like because Stanley Kubrick did it, mm-hmm. everybody else was like, I don't want to fuck with that. Like, yeah. I don't want to fuck with a movie like that. Like, he kind of hit it out of the park, which he did. It's one of those films where I was like, it is like a, anybody who goes to school for film, it's pretty much like that jerk-off film. Like, they all fucking probably took a class on it. Like, uh, Citizen Kane was one of them. Citizen Kane. I watched um, Life is Beautiful, which is an Italian Holocaust film. I watched... Um, City Lights, the Charlie Chaplin film. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the other one? It was some fucking, like, uh, f- I think it was a French movie or a Russian movie. It was all about, like, uh, time. Yeah. And, and, like, a specific number. It, it was really weird. But, uh, yeah, when I went to school for film, that was, like, all the shit that we watched. So to yeah. It was, like, at the top of the list. It always is. It's considered, like, the greatest <laughs> film of all time. I saw it. I can see where they're coming from. But, mm-hmm. honestly, I was, like, it's boring. For the time period, like, honestly, with something new like that. And, like, obviously, there's an interesting story aspect to it. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Overall. And it's I mean, well-written. Like, it is. Insanely well-written. But, like, the thing is, is that... I mean, I understand appreciating like film history and stuff, but like you kind of need to get more modern with shit, especially now because it, the game has changed so far that it's like you can't look back at old stuff and be like, cool, I could redo this today the same yeah. way. It's like, no, you can't. No, and that's the thing with all of that shit. It's like, it literally is lightning in oh, a bottle. Oh, Passengers on a Train. Passengers on a Train is fucking awesome, though. Yeah, I watched that <laughs> one, too. <laughs> that's like one of those films where I always like make that comment where I'm like, oh, that's a jack-off film. It's mm-hmm. just like a film everybody's just like, oh. And then somebody brings up that, and I'm just like, hey, man, <laughs> that's a fucking excellent film. <laughs> it is an interesting film. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock did a lot of really good shit for his time period. Like, but it's a, though. Jack yeah. off films. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can establish the same like principle with like a Tarantino film today. If you watch the introduction to hateful eight, it's like fucking 15 minutes of just beautiful cinematic shit, yeah. but it's, it's completely fucking just like stroking his ego. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like, you know, coming from people like him and I feel like Stanley Kubrick was the same kind of guy. Like they both had like that education or at least mm-hmm. that knowledge and they both just ran with it. Right. And the thing is, is like when you focus that much on something, like you're going to fucking just develop this like obsession to like want to mimic whatever you're seeing. Which makes um, sense. <clears throat> which does make sense. And, you know, it works for both those guys. Like there's a lot of Stanley Kubrick films where I'm like, honestly, I, I've, I've seen them and I can see why people like them, but they were honestly like boring to me. Yeah. They're very long. Like, yeah. Like space odyssey. I was just kind of like, I'm sorry. Like this offends anybody out there, but like, 
the first two times I watched that film, I fell asleep. Oh yeah, no. I just I I was like, I don't know if it's just the cozy atmosphere or just like the absence of everything, which I was like, I can appreciate. But because you're just kind of the movie feels like you're floating in space, like it feels like you're floating in with them, and mm-hmm. I don't know something about that just <laughs> made me so fucking bored and tired that I just like fell asleep the first two times I watched it. To be fair, I only got like four hours of sleep last night, and I was falling asleep during The Shining. But yeah, <laughs> I, I kept nodding in and out but like the first like i'd probably say like easily like the first 45 minutes of the film it's just kind of like nonsense yeah i get it they're trying to build backstory and stuff like that but like it's just it's so slow going there's no really interesting parts about it and you're not understanding anything that's necessary for the characters later on in the film and that's the thing aside from like little scenes that they throw in and sprinkle in like Mm -hmm. yeah the first pretty much like half of that film just really slow burner Mm -hmm. um <clears throat> it's just, and that's the thing, because you watch it and you're just like, this is insanely beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. every scene is set up like a piece of art. Everything's put the way it is, the colors, everything, the way it's filmed, like mm-hmm. the angles that he chooses, like all that stuff. But it just, that's the thing I feel like it suffers from. And I know that it establishes it. And when things start going, like that fucking movie gets out of control, like mm-hmm. it really gets tense, it really gets fucking scary. Um, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was probably too young to actually even watch the movie, but it was on TV. Mm-hmm. So they cussed, they blurred out a lot of the cussing, cussing yeah. and then they uh, toned down the violence. I think when Jack hits uh, the groundskeeper, or not the groundskeeper. The, uh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of fucking the Simpsons version of it when it's groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Still <a good> <laughs> yeah, the cook. Uh, I think when he strikes him in the TV version, yeah, it, like, just, cuts it. it cuts like the minute the axe like hits him. So, But I remember it was on like I think TMC back when it was Turner movie classics because fucking Ted Turner owned everything and I remember uh, doing the whole thing had it in the TV guide yeah he mm-hmm. wrote down Friday at fucking seven and I was like stoked because it was just like one of those films where everybody was just like it's fucking so terrifying and like it's a perfect horror film right and seeing it as a kid it scared the shit out of me um, but I remember I tuned out for like the first half of it just because I was just like, this is kind of boring. And I yeah. thought it was going to be like one of those films. Scary, yeah. Through, yeah. And so I was just kind of like, eh, I'm tuning out of this. And then I remember turning into the second half and I was fucking so terrified. I was like, it's so tense. It's so creepy. Like mm-hmm. everything's really done. And that's the thing. I can appreciate movies that do stuff like that where they're like, okay, we got to build up to that. But you can throw something in that makes, like, the first beginning of the half just, like, really eye-catching. Right. Or even just, like, if you're going to give backstory, it needs to be solid and necessary backstory. You can't just tell me, like, all right, we're going to go stay in a hotel. Yeah. My husband writes a book. In any movie where you have to fucking read into the backstory, go fuck yourself. Like, honestly, I'm not going to fucking... It should be in the film. I don't give a fuck if, like, he wrote an essay somewhere and you get to read the essay and it kind of fucking tells you like why well you can like paraphrase shit and it's i get that fucking obviously like not every company that is able to produce a film based on a book gets the opportunity to fucking like go for two and a half hours yeah on a fucking film and establish a lot of shit in that period and i i get that a lot of shit gets like muddied down because of that but at the same time it's like there's still necessary parts that kind of make the story a little bit more worthwhile and that was like what was kind of hard about watching this film because like 
uh, you're just left with a lot of fucking questions. Like, obviously, the dude snaps, but like we were saying, we don't know if it was like cabin fever or if it was the hotel doing it to him. We don't know if it was the shining. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> none of it really made like full sense. Like, you don't get a full yeah. grasp of everything that's going on. And that's pretty much my thing. Like, Obviously, anybody who's, like, listening to this and has studied film, I'm not fucking saying that I know anything about like that. I'm just coming from me personally, and I feel like, um, and this could be the same way as, same thing with the book, like, didn't read the book. Um, I know the book is different. I know that Stephen King kind of had a problem with this movie because he felt like the characters and some of the parts from the book weren't translated correctly to film. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I would have known it's titled the shining. So I think it's about the shining, but like why include all this other fucking shit and try and focus on that as well? Because that's the part about the film that always like got me. It was like, is it a film that's supposed to be based on these, this kid who can talk to people with his mind and like him running into this guy who's like helping him with that? Or is it about this fucking haunted hotel right like. and then that's like the weird part too because like i even brought up like dr sleep goes more into like the shining aspect of it but like still they bring the hotel back around like full circle and it just you're still kind of just like okay in dr sleep they do yeah yeah i've never like read or like figured it like oh, i didn't fucking read it oh no no you saw the yeah, movie. Saw yeah, the movie. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot i i totally forgot they did the movie for yeah. it so it so it good. does circle back to that it, yeah so it goes from it's the same kid grown up played by, I believe it's Ewan McGregor, the mm. guy who plays fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi and shit in Star Wars. Sick. He, and um, he basically is like, he's been hiding and he's had like the shining his whole life and he's kind of ran into people and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like this evil group that like steal the shining from like gifted users or just users in general. Mm-hmm. And it like gives them more power or life or something or other. I'm not a hundred percent certain. It's been a while since I've seen it. But, like, basically there comes, like, this really fucking gifted girl who has, like, a really strong, they call it shine. Oh, okay. And, like, they're trying to get her and he tries to protect her and shit. But, like, the end of the film, he, like, lures them to the hotel, the same Overlook Hotel and everything, and fucking, like, lets the hotel take them. And Interesting. It's, yeah, and it's, like, I... I got where they're going with it, but yeah. I still don't understand what's going on. And it still sounds like the same fucking thing. Yeah. Is it the shining or is it this fucking hotel? Like what do they like? Are they the same? Are they the same thing? Are they like one? Like, does this hotel pull those kind of people to it? Like are all those ghost people who had the shining? Like, I almost feel like the stuff that goes on in the hotel is because of the shining. Like I feel like maybe fucking all that shit that's trapped in there is like, there but like doesn't exist without like somebody's ability yeah i feel like i feel like those people that come in there with the shining almost create that space yeah you know what else i was just thinking of right now and it's a piece of dialogue that the last few times i've seen this film i missed out on is when he's talking with the past uh groundskeeper in the bathroom talking to his ghost Mm -hmm. and he talks about his daughter and how she wanted to burn the place down he caught her with matches I never got that. Like, I fucking, for whatever reason, when he said that, I was like, oh, did he say that? I don't remember him saying that. Like, I totally missed that piece of dialogue, but it made me think, like, did that daughter have The Shining? And Maybe. she fucking knew? Like, yeah. what so, would happen? Yeah. Because they do see, like, tidbits of the future and shit, and, like, I feel like maybe if she did have it and she saw, like, what was going to happen, maybe she thought, like, I could just 
in this all now by yeah. writing it down. So, which is a, it's a simple answer, but I mean, it also makes sense. Yeah, shit. There should have been more about this fucking. He wrote two books about this whole fucking thing, and then that was all we got. So, yeah, it's it's a really weird concept. I mean, obviously, I dig it. I dig a lot of Stephen King shit. Yeah, like, I really definitely. loved it. I yeah, never read the book. There's a lot of shit in there that I'm not really interested in fucking reading. Into. Yeah, it's, definitely. Sounds like an odd time and a fun time, but yeah, fourteen hundred pages and whole lot of establishment that's later. like me man i'm just like when you spend like endless endless pages trying to describe this character so that it's built perfectly in my mind mm-hmm. i'm just like dude like just give me the bear like some of the best stories i ever got i got so immersive because the details were so just like trivial mm-hmm. that i was able to put the character together myself yeah and so i didn't need to you know it helps when you're trying to visualize like a monster or like something like that to where like you kind of have to have like a gen and you can't just be like it's a fucking big green monster like right. obviously now you'll think about like fucking but most of the time i'll think of something goofy like something that should have been like monsters inc and then i'm just like well i'm ruining the story because right. i'm Imagining this like green monster in basketball shorts from here. Uh, Space, <laughs> like, Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. Space Jam. The Monsters. I've read I've read a very fucking select amount of books in my life. I could probably count them on two hands. Like, yeah. Fucking. I've read the Twilight books. I've read uh, fucking Journey to the Center of the Earth, mm-hmm. Time Machine, and I've read fucking uh, Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club. I've read. Uh, it's called Devil's Knot. It's about a like set of trials yeah. out east. It's pretty gnarly, actually. And then I've read fucking Brett Easton Ellis's um, American Psycho, but I only uh, got like halfway through that. If you want a fucking story that you just literally you're gonna picture everything because of how descriptive it is. Yeah, that's the fucking book. He literally goes into like design like completely like this is a Gucci paint. That yeah, that's why know. I hated the. The book compared to it's one of those movies to where because my buddy in high school he kept going on and on about that fucking book and I told him I was like oh yeah I've seen the movie I really like it and he was like nah dude you need it he's like the book's way more graphic it's way more violent like it's way more vulgar it takes so much time to get to that part though. if I had to fucking read that motherfucker talk about like all over people glasses or any of that shit again I was like so fucking and that was the thing I was like the two between and I think I've talked about this before but I was just like where the movie you're in his environment in the book you're in his head right and his fucking head is trash like yeah it's just it's and i get what they're trying to do it's like reading dennis reynolds the fucking book like <laughs> it's supposed to establish that he's fucking vain as shit right and like superficial but fucking he sounds like such a fucking pussy in the book compared to the way he's portrayed in right. the film so and like they do such a like it's so much of a better job in the film and obviously that's like one version versus like the 50 million other fucking books that have been made in the film like the shining like i haven't read the book so i don't know like what the different character aspects are like what the difference is with the shining yeah what all is going on inside the hotel and why it's happening like i don't know any of that but like if it's anywhere near as descriptive as fucking american psycho i'd probably blow my brains out yeah and that's the thing too i was just like because yeah doubling back to um we're talking earlier about stephen king not liking the way this film was handled Mm -hmm. um because the screenplay was done by Stanley Kubrick and, and one other person. Um, some guy. Yeah, whoever. Some some guy or girl. or Not Stanley Kubrick. Not Stanley Kubrick, but... 
And so he wrote this, and it's honestly, if you were going to go through horror literature and think of something for Stanley Kubrick to do, I feel like this is perfect. Yeah. Like, it was just enough to where he can put his spin on shit. Like I said, it had that avant-garde nature that he brings to film. Um, he was able to just put a swim while also still putting out a horror film. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's it's a solid horror film. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's, like, so much more shit to it, too. Like, Stanley Kubrick's notorious for, like, doing the Charlie Chaplin thing. Like, we're going to do this take yeah. 200 times until I find one that I like. Which I was like, yeah, he had to fucking, and that must have took so much. And then the film was so fucking long that it was mm-hmm. like, there had to have been shit that got cut out. Oh, hands down. Because like at the end of the day, you know, he's Stanley fucking Kubrick and like at that time he could have done whatever the fuck he wanted, but and everybody like would have ate that shit up. And then everybody ate that shit up, but he was still on the studio's dime right. and he was still under the studio's nose. Right. And so whatever they decided wasn't going to fucking work, wasn't going to fucking work. And it was a lot harder back then too cuz like everything's digital now. If they yeah. wanted to fucking do 2000 takes for just one scene, they can record it all and they still have it. Back then you had to pay for like the length of film. Film. Yeah, and that shit was expensive as fuck. Wasn't that blood elevator scene like a one shot thing? I think it was I where they just fucking that was it. Like they had that yeah, one fucking. So they, uh, I don't remember the full details of it, but I do know that like they they set it up perfectly and made sure that everything was in order because once they released all that blood from the elevator, they couldn't set it up to do it a second time. Yeah. So yeah, it was it, it was supposed to be like a one shot take, and it's it, a fucking great shot. It is a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's fucking it's beautiful so um yeah shit like that would just be so and then just so much stress and i was like i don't know if it was between him dealing with what he had to do to put the film out with his producers his studio and all that stuff that made him because i think stephen king said his big problem was that jack and wendy mm-hmm. were radically different than the characters that he wrote in the book and he said that they were just portrayed like totally off. Different, yeah. Yeah. And I think that I don't know if that's so much as, you know, like I said, the producers having a hand in that and being like, hey, we're going to change this. Or if it was just the fact of who he casted. Could be. Because like Jack Nicholson's fucking great. He does such a good job at that role. But he's really cartoony at parts. Like yeah, there's like, parts where he's a little loosey. He's kind of like Jim Carrey esque. Like so, like all the scenes where he's attacking Wendy or chasing down, you know, the kid and stuff. I forget his fucking name. Um, all that shit solid. Like he seems yeah very like mentally disturbed. The faces that he makes, it works perfect. But like other scenes are just extremely campy. Like for instance, when he fucking first sits down at the bar and he's imagining that he's talking to the yeah. bartender. He's just he's saying all this shit. It's like from like an anxiety standpoint, like I know how that feels because like I'll just blurt shit out because like yeah. it's too quiet. But like he's just like getting all excited and jittery, and then he's like angry about it, and then he's excited, and then he's like. Yeah, confused and all this shit, and it's like it's too much for like the one scene. And that's the thing, and I think that's something that does translate better in books because trying to be like this guy's fucking off his rockers, mm-hmm. being able to explain it in detail in books, you're kind of like reading it, and you're just like, "Fuck, this dude's crazy." Yeah, um, but then seeing it, it yeah, and you picture it differently. But seeing it trying to be translated to where they were just like, "Okay, he's losing his mind. He's like officially slipped. Like yeah. we need you to portray this," and that was my thing i was like jack nicholson was fucking great like i don't know who else she would have casted for that role mm-hmm. but it was very like looney tunes bugs bunny-esque when he got oh, to yeah. that scene like it was just like you're kind of like all right 
like, dude, this is kind of like too much cuckoo, like crazy. Yeah. Like you're expecting him to fucking hit himself with a fucking frying pan or something like <laughs> bounce around. Them. Yeah. So there were scenes like that where I was like, and there's parts where I was like, he was really fucking menacing and he did a great job. That's why I'm like, it would be hard to cast him because the menacing scenes, he's fucking like phenomenal. He's oh, yeah. so fucking terrifying. That and, like psycho. first scene where like he's chasing Wendy up the stairs. Yeah. He's like light of my life, like going like, ape shit at her essentially fucking like that's a really good scene but they also fit in shit like that because he was doing that weird like tongue thing as he was like coming up and being mm-hmm. like nah, nah, nah. yeah he's like and you're just kind of like you didn't need to add that, need that and yeah, like i already much. am like i see that you're fucking unstable right like, like i can i can picture it just as well as you can portray it but when yeah. you start going overboard with it it's just it's too much that was another thing that i really hated too so like the uh, have you seen dr sleep no, I have not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, they bring fucking Jack Torrance back in the film, but they like cast it a double instead of just doing like a CGI thing. Uh, and it's really bad. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, you see his face at one point, and it's like, Jesus Christ, where did they find this guy? <laughs> like this guy. There, I mean, there has to be. There's that one that's on a, was he on Eric Andre that could have used him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I might be him, actually. It might be. There was like a famous dude who like went around as like a Jack Nicholson, Nicholson impersonator, impersonator, and he was like off. He kind of had the face, mm-hmm. but yeah, this guy it's it's it might honestly be him because he kind of has the <laughs> it's face. So good, I hope. But like, and he can do the voice and shit. Or I think they might have dubbed the voice. I'm not 100 percent certain on it, but like, you're just looking at the back of his head the whole time, and it's like cool. Like this is all that I need. But yeah. then it pans around to the front, and you're just like, what the fuck? That fucking sucks. That's so... I don't know why you would do shit. Especially because that movie came out a few years ago, right? I think it was like 2019. Jesus Christ. Because they fucking, for um, the Terminator movie with Common, I can't remember which one it is, like Terminator Revolution. It was like after Terminator 3. Fuck. I think it has Christian Bale in it. Oh, uh, Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Remember at the end, they used the fucking, the T2, or the T1000, and, or no... Yeah, it's the T the T two thousand is the fucking uh, metal one. Yeah. yeah. So the T one thousand. Um, they have him come out and he's they just use that fucking CGI of Arnold. Yeah. And I was like, so why the fuck couldn't they do something like that with Jack Torrance? Like yeah. just use the fucking CGI copy of him to just be like cause he's gonna be he's a fucking ghost. Right. Like. And that's the thing too, is that like they, they heavily use CGI throughout the film. Like it's obvious that they do at most yeah. points. Well so, of course they fucking do. Yeah. Like, like you can't create alternate spaces and shit using like the shining without being like, All right, we're in your head. And yeah. It's just like cool, we're in a bedroom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but like I don't know, I just thought that was kinda an odd choice to like pick somebody who looked similar to him instead of just like using a CGI render of him. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't. I don't know. I'm just saying it. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know if the same studios put it out, and I don't know what the licensing shit is, or if it goes back to Jack Nicholson and he was just like, I'm improving my likeliness for this fucking movie. So, could be, yeah, maybe he hates it too. Yeah, I mean, that could be a thing. He seems like a bitter guy, so true. The only one that's more bitter than him is Bruce Willis. Yeah, I actually met Bruce Willis, and he's a really nice dude, so he actually knew the, uh, the owner of Java, and so when I first started there, 
um, he would tell us all these people because he lived up in Sun Valley and there's like a lot of celebrities who like have houses up there at least like they visit it's like a ski resort town mm-hmm. and he told us all these people that he knows and we're kind of like oh Whatever, yeah Dan. of course like yeah you know and we're like I know that he has you know he's a pretty big celebrity like up there mm-hmm. and so I was like so he probably knows some famous people but sure enough he came in one morning and he was with that motherfucker and mm-hmm. I was like that's Bruce Willis. Like yeah. he literally, he fucking had coffee and breakfast, and he tipped really well, and he was incredibly nice, like super nice. That is like the fucking one hundred percent opposite of shit I've heard about. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if he was just trying to like. Maybe he was having a good day. He was having a good day, or maybe he was just like around somebody, so he wanted to kind of just like be better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I he did go to this guy's shop, so I'm like assuming maybe he was just like trying to be like as nice and supportive as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was fucking. He was there, and like I said, so I'm glad that he wasn't that way because I probably would have been like, fuck, Bruce Willis is a fucking... As long as you don't bring up Die Hard because apparently that's the type of people he hates the most. I mean, I can kind of understand that. You can't get mad at that shit because I kind of felt bad. I saw this picture one time of um, uh, the guy who plays Kel. I can't remember his last name right now. Uh, his his real name's Kel. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it's Anderson. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Keenan Thompson and Kel Anderson. Yeah, I don't know. But he, uh, there's this picture of him at like a convention, and this fan came up with like a fucking thing of orange soda and a good burger T-shirt and like all this shit, and he's just like so stoked, and he's standing next to Kel, and Kel just looks so defeated. Like this is like the hundredth person who's come up with this, Done the same and shit. probably yelled quotes at him and like all this shit. And so I'm like, I get that, but at the same time, it's like. You made a fucking good movie. You made a lot of money, so like, well, like fucking suck it up. Yeah, like. between Good Burger and all that, I mean, like that's I don't know you from anything else, dude. That's my thing. He's different from Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. you're kind of just like, okay, dude, you were in a lot I of fucking movies, yeah, films. yeah. But and like, don't get fucking pissed that people like your fucking movies. Well, but. not only that, like your your most iconic film, something that everybody knows. It's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I hate those fans the most. Like, and that's the thing, and it does suck. Like you know, uh, you take a group like De La soul and they had that song me myself and i mm-hmm. and fucking everybody loves that song they always want them to play it they always want them to fucking talk about it and shit like that everybody in that group hates that song they hate it panic the, at the yeah. disco yeah. all right since not tragic yeah <laughs> just shit like that brennan neary fucking hates that song now but those dudes will be like if somebody comes up and they talk about it we'll still fucking show them love we'll still like because like should. we appreciate that like we hate the song but we appreciate that like yeah, it I, was a special moment in your life we or, wouldn't be here without that or we wouldn't yeah. be here without it. And so it was like, that's the kind of thing. That's why it sucks whenever you're like celebrities that are all burnt out about a film they're in. And it's like, go oh, fuck yourself, dude. People love that film. It's a good film. Like, why are you fucking mad about Not it? Like, that, dude, like, that's your fucking mark on history. I'm going to fucking be like a speck in time. And you're always going to be like immortalized in film for like at least a solid 40 years before they remake it. Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh shit. I didn't know there was an original. Yeah. And something else happens. Cause that's the thing. I was like, you know, I have a buddy who has two sons and he fucking loves that movie and they grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure by the time they have kids, they're going to show their kids that shit. Oh, fuck yeah. And so all these kids are going to go through <laughs> and they're going to be like, damn. Yeah. Bruce Willis was a fucking, he was a big actor. My grandpa's, day and yeah. shit like that um but that's the thing too like you said it's just like dude and like if it was a shitty film i understand it does suck when you're in a shitty film and that's all everybody fucking is yeah. like hey do you remember when you were in fucking whatever right um i was trying to think of a shitty film that i'd fucking i was, I was like there's a lot of it yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i was just like that's so funny that 
he'd be all fucking butthurt about Die Hard, which is, I mean, honestly, if you say Bruce Willis, that's probably the first movie that's going to come to my mind, like, before uh, Sixth Sense or um, yeah, his his M. Night Shyamalan phase or fucking, what else was he? He was in um, uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, The Fifth Element. That's fifth what element, I was trying to think yeah. of. See, I, 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 when I think of Bruce Willis, I think of, like, The Fifth Element. I'm trying to think of what I think of. The only things that I think of for like Jack Nicholson is The Shining and Batman. Yeah, I I liked One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I did too, but it's kind of like a it's a really old film now in comparison. But that's honestly the only ones. He was in that fucking movie where they're getting like court martialed. Yeah, A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's what it was. I I fucking you said that and I totally spaced it. I was like, what was that? Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> did what, wrong this a movie. porno? Yeah, wrong movie. <laughs> You would think that was a porno, and then you find out it's a very boring movie about a bunch Oof. of men debating. Or is it a court trial? Yeah, yeah it's, it's court a trial. trial. Yeah, like insubordination or something. Another I don't one know, of those films people fucking people love that fucking film, and it's just like one of those things where I was just like, if you want to know that story and get the gist of it, I will show you the one that they did for King of the Hill about the lawnmower. Ah, uh, yeah, exact same, same you thing. Get, yep, you get everything out of it. So right, not only that, but that episode is fucking hilarious. Oh, so. Yeah. So many good quotes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say that's off topic, but that's, yeah, we're like long past topic. Long past, point. yeah, we just keep spitting out of control. So, <laughs> doing this uh, this episode a little loose. So, we're kind of um, this is the the last episode of the season, our mm-hmm. season one. So we kind of. Wanted to see what we can figure out for this and kind of getting comfortable talking on the mic, setting stuff up, mostly trying to at least gather somewhat of a fan base so that we can keep our stuff on. And guess nobody I, likes Silver Bullet. I guess I just I, I honestly have no idea what the hell people like. I get blown away when we'll put up something and I'm just like, damn, people like like 13 Ghosts. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers love that shit. Like... I was just like, that's fucking, which don't be wrong, it's a great film too, but my my most blown away one is still like Reanimator, where I was just like, Damn. I thought a lot of people would have liked that. I thought a lot of people too. And so it's kind of a hard, uh, it's kind of a hard medium to find because you want to talk about films that people are known, like that they know, because you don't want to dig too deep. But at the same time, it's one of those things to where you are competing with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. So when you pick out like a movie that's been fucking done to death, like who's stopping somebody from going to that podcast and listening to their episode. Right. Not only that, you know, just because obviously we're talking about it and reviewing the film, we're not necessarily like bringing new information to the table. We're just kind of like shitting on it. Yeah. That's pretty much the thing. And that's what we've been known to, you know, we try and shit on the film and, you know, going back to The Shining, this is kind of a hard film to shit on in a sense because everything is just done so fucking precise mm-hmm. that it's hard to find. So you kind of have to just like really edge out shit. And most of the it, you know, we'll just be talking shit. Obviously, we talked a little bit of shit about uh, fucking Jack Nicholson and kind of being a cartoony character. And so I think we can just uh, spin off here and just. Why not just start talking shit about some other characters in that film? So we'll start off with uh, Doc, Danny, the son. The kid does a phenomenal job at playing this fucking mental little, little fellow. Oddball, yeah. yeah, I mean, that fucking part where he's like, 
having the fucking visions and he's foaming at the mouth and like shaking like that must have fucking sucked for that little kid like oh yeah i'm sure he had to put a recording lot of something like that the... yeah but every fucking time he starts talking with the tony and the finger i'm just like this fucking seed it pisses me off and it, and when they talk about him grabbing his son by the arm and like pulling on him and shit like that i was just like you know what I probably would have did the same thing. This little motherfucker comes in, throwing my papers around, and he's just right. like, we don't have your book, daddy. And I'm just like, I just want to fucking slap Sock him. him. Yeah. Yeah. At least he just pulled his arm and accidentally dislocated it. It wasn't like he just like violently beat him with like a stick. Yeah, you know, fucking all that shit. Because that's the thing. I was just like, and she obviously, he was like complaining about she'd never live it down. And I was just like, I get it. But like at the same time, like sometimes you just don't know that shit. Like, Mm-hmm. We've all fucking spanked our dog or cat on the butt, and sometimes you get so mad that you like smack him, and then oh, you're yeah. just like, "Well, oh, I didn't mean to do that," but like, I was just so fucking pissed, right? Like, in the situation, like everybody gets emotional over shit. Yeah. It's hard not to, especially like in the film. I don't know if the book is different, but like he's under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, when you get upset, when you're fucked up, like you get pretty fucking upset. Yeah, like, you your do emotions get really are fucking really hard to deal that. with. Yeah, that's true with that shit. It wouldn't surprise me if he got just a little too angry and just yanked a little too hard. It is what it is, but yeah. yeah, It happens, uh, but... Yeah, that little kid does a solid job, though. He does a solid job, but like I said, throughout the whole thing, yeah, his goofy-ass haircut, his fucking goofy-ass shit, and then... uh, I also don't understand the finger thing. Like, I get that he's, like, supposedly talking to his, like, imaginary friend that he's created. But this motherfucker's in his mouth. Like, why is he talking through his finger? Like, I would understand if he did, like, some weird thing where he just, like fucking strained up his body and was like like doing his thing but see I thought maybe it was like a thing of like he's using the kid to talk but he like exists as like a separate portion so that's why yeah. he uses his finger because it he's not like talking himself yeah I don't know that's that just me making up shit yeah I mean you have to this <clears throat> film didn't really fucking Give it's just one answer. of those films where yeah they don't really they kind of were just like well figure it out yeah. like you gotta, gotta fucking put it through and so and that's the hard part too is that like when there's already a story created and you're kind of like going off that story to create something different but like the same story obviously fucking you can't open up to like creative interpretation you can't leave it up to me to figure shit out because like at the end of the day i don't fucking understand anything that's going on and honestly i don't making shit up i don't fucking want to yeah like i didn't watch a film because i want to that's why i'm like i watch a lot of fucking trash films because sometimes the fucking plot just gets so thrown out the fucking window that from that part on you're just like all right dude we're just doing this fucking live like i'm gonna enjoy whatever fucking stupid carnage dialogue and shit come out and that's why i like as i get older the more i'm like i like those films because i don't have to fucking weigh so much to like digest them like i was like and don't get me wrong sometimes i really do ache for those films and then i'll go searching and find ones and i'm just like oh yeah i've heard from a million people that this one's fucking good right and most of the time i'm just like watch them and i'm just like it's the same old shit yeah same old shit um but then you find a few that you're just like you know this is fucking genuinely good Mm -hmm. like I don't know, out of recent years, I think one of the films that came out that's, like, filmed really well, written really well, and is fucking genuinely terrifying and, like, a great movie is that South Korean film, The Wailing. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's so fucking good. There's a lot of (laughs) ones that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Parasite yet. Parasite is good, too. I've been wanting to sit down and watch it, but I'm like, fuck, man, I just, I don't have it in me right now to put forth that kind of effort. I watched, uh... 
train to Busan Peninsula the other day on Shutter. That was actually it's interesting. It I wasn't like as that. good as the first yeah. one. Yeah. Like Train to Busan, the original was like a really interesting interpretation really of a zombie film. I really liked the it. The second one was like a weird, like Mad Max style interpretation of like the original into like what's going on now. Yeah. So I mean I didn't hate it. It just like it compared to the first one, obviously it's not gonna be like more favored. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about those kind of, like, the newer horror films, because that's kind of where, like, The Shining reminds me. It reminds me of, like, this new class of horror where, like, it's a lot more of, like, that avant-garde. Mm-hmm. And, like, stuff, it's really fucking, it's done really well, but it takes, like, a couple times to, like, really process it. Right. Because, like, the first time I watched Jordan Peele's Us, I was kind of just like, eh, that was okay, like... I didn't think it was as good as Get Out, but I was like, but it was just like okay. And then I watched it a second time, and I started to notice like scenes, little shit different. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, it's the same thing as like the Kubrick, where I was like, if you take it as a whole, there's a few flaws that you're going to find like any film. But there were some scenes where I was just like, this scene couldn't have been done any more perfect. Right. Like it's just absolutely perfect. But that's the thing as a whole, the film to me, even watching it that second time, I was like. There's still a few things that I just that are they're flawed. They're yeah. Just they needed stronger either explanations or just stronger developments. And obviously, I'm not trying to tell fucking Jordan Peele how to make a movie because <laughs> he's made two really good, good movies, movies like yeah. right off the bat. Um, but that's just like my feeling on that. And I was like, you know, like I said, same thing with this one. There's some scenes where you're just like, this is fucking, this is perfect. Like, yeah. It's a perfect scene. Funny but, you bring that up because. The first time that I watched Get Out, I loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really interesting film, especially for like essentially a first time director. Yeah. When I watched Us, I was super disappointed the first time. I was like, man, he made Get Out. Because it didn't leave kinda... you with the same feeling. Right. Yeah. And like there's still like unanswered questions at the end. Like they're still doing the hands across America, but it's like, okay, what happens from there? You know? Like yeah. I don't know. I just I hate open interpretation at the end of like a one off, you know. Yeah. I, mean? I don't I don't want to be I enjoy it when it's like I know that like they're gonna make another film, like it's obviously leading to that, but they open the interpretation for you to decide that. Yeah. And it's it's very obvious, but you can kind of like create different shit in your head. When it's a one off and it just kinda ends on that note where it's like figure out what happened. It's like, no, fuck you, tell me what happened. Cause that's I don't the thing. Wait. Like, yeah, because you're just like, so do they all just stand in this chain until they starve to death? Or, or do they all start, like, mobbing Integrating into society. Like, yeah, you know, do like, they just, like, start a fucking, like, daisy chain of going to every town and just killing everybody and, yeah. like, taking over? Like, because the same thing, I hate that shit, too, whenever they show, you know, the ending of something, even, you know, when it explain something to where you're just like, okay, like I get it. That's like the end of that shit. And only some things it's done like really well. Like, right. um, I think one just off the top of my head right now is like the ending of zombie two. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that they stopped the boat going to New York mm-hmm. and they're just like, Oh cool. And then it turns out that there's already zombies there. Right. And so the movie pans out and it shows like all this fucking chaos happening in New York city. And they did the same shit and fucking, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much where he ripped it off. So right, yeah. Like, yeah. But at and least just, that one's a lot more exciting. They In Dawn of the Dead, they try to go to like a secluded island with nobody on it, and it yeah. turns out that it's already It's there. already yeah. fucking the, the original ending to Dawn of the Dead was so fucking bleak, and I actually wish they would have kept that one. They should have. Where she like fucking cuts her head off with the helicopter blade. Mm-hmm. Sick. 
Uh, same thing with the original script for Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I love Day of the Dead, but I was like, the original script is fucking phenomenal. And I was like, compared to what they ended up doing, which was great. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I think it's online. I fucking, I've probably already talked about it before in something, some I form. So, well, good. Yeah. So, we got something new for us. Uh, yeah. I was to say, since we're kind of just rolling around on this one. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. But that's the thing. I would definitely go and check it out i know it's gotten put online um i'm not sure it's been a few years since i've saw it i don't know with george romero passing away and his estate being up or whoever is running it now i'm sure somebody still has a scan somewhere i'm hoping that they still let people share it and they didn't just like go through and be like hey we don't like you guys sharing this like we want to put it in a script so we can fucking sell it right like all that shit you know or yeah. try and turn it into a fucking movie and have some fucking bum ass director try and direct it when it's like it's past his time like he, yeah he had a cool idea he didn't have um i can't remember if it was a money issue or if it was an issue with the studio um but he just couldn't put out what he wanted and so he put out the second thing that he came up with mm. and still fucking great yeah like, still i still it. love that fucking movie but it's yeah, I don't know. It's it'd be interesting to see what somebody did, but zombie films are so played out now. Even like people remaking Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all yeah. that shit. Fucking, it was cool to see like a modern version of it, but like at the same time, it's kind of just like between that, between zombie, between fucking The Walking Dead, between Train to Busan, World War Z, everything. It's just you've seen so many interpretations at this point that it's kind of just. It's so burned out. That's my thing. I think that was what I liked about Train to Busan was that it reminded me of when I originally got hyped on like zombie fever. Because mm-hmm. I remember when it started coming out was just because I um, rented uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead from Hollywood Video or whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went home and watched both of them and I was just fucking like obsessed. Like I was just like, I just want these. And so... I bought those two, and then I started going on, I think it was, like, Deep Discount, back when they were Deep Discount DVD, and I found just, like, a bunch of Anchor Bay releases, mm-hmm. and they were to just, like, shitty films, and so I was just like, well, I'll try them out, and I remember they released this thing that was, like, a zombie six-pack, mm-hmm. and it came with six different zombie films, and they were fucking all awful, but... Of course. Awful, but fucking awesome at the same time, because I remember... If I remember right, the box set had it had Dead Heat, it had Damn. Hell of the Living Dead, um, seen that one. Nightmare City. Haven't seen that one. Fucking, yet. it had House by the Cemetery. I'm pretty sure, which I was just like, that was my first fucking exposure. That's why it's like my favorite film. I actually didn't watch. I've always heard of Zombie Two mm-hmm. and other shit that Fulci's done, whether it was through websites or like those TV, like where they showed trailers and shit like that. But I never could fully like it. I couldn't access any of that shit. Right. Like none of the rental places were running it. It was incredibly hard to get a hold of stuff. Like this is before um Shriek Show, Media Blasters, um, all those guys started coming out and started fucking like really being like, let's dig up every single thing Full J did and put it out on DVD. Right. Um and so that was like my first exposure to that. And I'll never forget the first time I watched House of the Cemetery. I was literally like just into um like modern day and like the mainstream horror films and the ones everybody did. And that mm-hmm. was like my first taste of like really shitty Italian horror films. And I was just immediately like, I love this. I love everything about this. This yeah. movie is a fucking mess, but it's like, 
it's a beautiful mess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so that kind of opened that to me. But I agree with that, with the, the whole zombie thing, just kind of, it just sucks because you find those gems and then they just become so oversaturated to where like every once in a while somebody's going to climb through the shit and be like, okay, here's actually a fucking solid zombie film. It's kind of the same way with like found footage paranormal films. Yeah. They started getting really fucking shitty there for a while to where you're just like, where are the fucking good paranormal films? Like you guys, what is going on with these? You know, my thing with that is that like, I get it. It's a really cheap and easy way to film a film. Yeah. And it started out good. Um, I hate those films, but it started out good in that regard. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you can do that and you can do regular filming. It doesn't just have to be that the whole film, like create ambiance, create something that gives me the like opportunity to see it from multiple perspectives. I just don't want to see the shot perspective shit. Yeah. Like I really liked as above, so below. Oh yeah. But I hated that constant camera angle shit. Like when I first saw the Blair Witch, I was like, cool, this is interesting. Like, it's weird that they're filming this shit and like, you just see random stuff throughout the whole thing, but it's all these people. And then it's just like, now it's gotten so fucking like muddied down that it's like, cool, we're going to do the whole film on this and you're going to see everything from this forced perspective. And it's like, you kind of like cut out all the beauty of the film by and doing that. And that's the thing. And that's kind of going back where I feel like same thing with how I said like Train to Busan was like the the zombie film coming out of the pile of crap. I kind of felt like that with As Above So Below because I feel like that angle worked for that film because it made you feel so fucking claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And that was what that movie was all about. Right. And so I feel like that was one of those things to where somebody knew that and put out that film and then was just like, we'll run with this. Because it's funny because I remember I saw that one before I saw the Poughkeepsie tapes, mm-hmm. which is the other movie he did. Um, I'm fucking drawing a blank on the director right now. I don't know who it is either. Um, but I was like thinking because I heard you know all kinds of fucking stories about the Poughkeepsie tapes and like all this shit. So I figured it was going to be <coughs> fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as above, so below is way better. Oh yeah, it's a great film. I um, still have no idea what the fuck happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those films where you just like it just fucking got real wild. Yeah, it did. And we're just going to keep crawling deeper until we come back out up on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Fuck it. Hey, that was a, a classic in cartoon. Just keep digging that hole until you end up in China. China yeah. Like, yeah, wherever you end up back on that, that shit. That assumption so. you had when you were a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Wild. So uh, we were looking into the one-star reviews on The Shining. Oh, yeah, and I forgot about that. Well, that's the thing. We, we forgot about it because we didn't come with anything. Right. Um, the people that were doing it they the one star reviews were either based off of shit to where they're comparing the book which is hard to for us to rip on because we haven't read the book exactly or these people wrote fucking video essays which a lot of those stupid fuckers do on that shit so i think uh i wonder if they're trying to get like an editorial section and like a news they probably are or trying to get onto some fucking blog or something like that here's some of my fucking (laughs) my reviews yeah that's their resume (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like, no, nah, dude, I'm like a, a legit film critic. And they'll yeah. be like, well, where do you go? And I'll be like, well, check out Amazon. I actually have a buddy who, like, he literally reviews every single horror Blu-ray on Amazon. Right. And uh, every time I see his name, I'm just like, I'm going to read it because I know him and he's funny as shit. And, like, he really, really – but same thing. It is, like, fucking eight paragraphs long. He really details, which is nice because mm-hmm. he kind of will tell you 
if Blu-rays are worth it, mm-hmm. or if you should just wait and see if something else comes out, or if your fucking DVDs just like you know it good has, enough. Yeah, it's good enough. And he'll critique everything from the quality to the features to the slipcase to the fucking artwork. Like I guess see, but that's more important. I feel yeah. like that's actually like that's what you base your purchase on and that's like good information versus yeah. going in and being like, because obviously how you, everybody feel views film is completely, ugh, fuck, I can't even speak. Jesus Christ. How everybody <laughs> views, views film is completely subjective. Like no two people are going to be alike. Everybody's going to find something different that they yeah. like or hate about the film. So at the end of the day, like obviously when I read like the shitty ones, you know, every time that we run our shit, like, it's funny because fucking these dudes are out here like comparing it to other like really good horror films or they're just really lazy. Like this movie was poopy. Yeah. And that's my thing too. Where yeah. I'm just like, we're going to rip on that shit. But some of these guys is like, you can tell that they like took a couple years of fucking film class decided that, like they or watched journalism it. Yeah, or journalism or, or something. And they're yeah. just going to fucking go on their shit. So yeah. Which I mean, it is what it is to each their own, but I'm not fucking reading that. No. And I feel like the only people that will legitimately go through those reviews and read them are like moms that are like concerned that there's like going to be fucking too much nudity or gore for their like fucking 16 year old child to watch or like old people that are just like, I wonder what this film's about and I don't feel like watching it. Yep. Or just people that want to get, like, the. sometimes I'm that way where, like, I'll hear about a horror film and people keep telling me about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go either watch a review on YouTube or mm-hmm. I'll read a review. Just because I'm kind of like, oh, I'm, I know it's bad to have somebody else put their thoughts in my mind about something. Right. But sometimes it makes me feel like I want to approach it when I think about that. And I'm like, you know what? That does sound like something I'd be into. Like... And that's the thing that sucks is, like, that's the thing with, like, a lot of modern horror films is where, like, I don't even watch the trailers. Like, I literally wait until somebody won't shut the fuck up about it, and then I'll start reading reviews, and mm-hmm. then I'll be like, I this does sound like something I might I'd be into. I'd watch, yeah. And then sometimes I'll watch it, and I'll just be like, what is everybody, like? Yeah. One film is The Fucking Lighthouse. I, I beautifully filmed. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. I haven't even bothered don't. watching it. <laughs> I, I, am, I honestly do not see what the appeal of that movie is. Dude, it's fucking strange. Everybody fucking has told me to go watch that shit and how good it is. I'm sure it is a fantastic film, but I live in 2021 and I like my shit in color. That's the thing. It's a beautiful film and it's like, and like I said, it's done by one of those, um, I think it's the same person who did The, the Witch. Yeah. But with two V's. With two V's. Uh, <laughs> odd film too. Yeah. Good odd film. film but, good film. Yeah. But the same thing. I was like, they put out a really solid film it was what got them in there Mm -hmm. and then now they're kind of just like well now i want to do art and so then they start doing these avant-garde films where you're just like from that aspect i get it dude but like it's the same thing with hereditary Mm -hmm. like hereditary i didn't like hereditary and see i didn't i was kind of like the first time i watched it through i was like oh okay and then i watched it the second time and i was like you know what i kind of like it a little bit yeah i was like i kind of appreciate it more i watched midsummer twice hey midsummer (laughs) i don't get it i was like it's beautiful yeah beautiful film yeah and i will say because every single person i back there they say the same thing Ooh, it has the most realistic fucking acid and i was like yes it does it literally is when you're on acid that's what your vision's like like it's fucking insane the guy who put that together because he was doing a lot trying to explain it is really hard yeah (laughs) like when you try to explain to somebody who's never done acid before it's like really hard to just watch midsummer yeah so just watch midsummer and you'll get it like um but same thing i was just like i just i don't 
I don't fucking I don't understand. It's the, I, the, the story is just kind of the violence is incredibly realistic, like yeah. in Hereditary. So I love it. Solid. But that's like my only, and like I said, it's beautiful film. Lots of beautiful colors. Lots of beautiful shit. But and that's my thing too. Is that like you know it's nice because we have the two different aspects. Like I'm all about like early eighties slasher films mm. into like modern shit. You're like more like an all rounder and you kind of look at everything from a different perspective. Yeah. You look at foreign films, you yeah. have a lot more knowledge on like classic films and shit. Yeah. But it's like when you've kind of started following this spectrum of shit that you watch specifically, it kind of gets weird when you try to watch films like that, that are outside of like your general like scope. Definitely. So like, for instance, if I was like, you know, obviously I'm like a huge fan of scream, you know, nightmare on Elm street, shit mm-hmm. like that. It's hard for me to go watch like hereditary in midsummer. Cause yeah. I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah, because you're just kind of like, uh, I, I get it. It's not like it's a fucking film that's like above, above my me, IQ. Yeah. Like. But I'm just kind of like, I like the, guy in mass kill and everything good. Yeah. You know? Like, I'd rather just chill that's out. That's the thing, dude. Like, I, I used to be a part of like quite a few just different like horror communities and mm-hmm. shit like that. And anytime those films came out, everybody would just be like, you just don't understand it. You blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it's the same thing with music. Like, whenever people say something, I'm like, I don't really feel that person. And they'll try to like explain it to me. And I was just like, like you don't understand. Yeah, it, yeah. Just because I like hip hop doesn't mean I like every single fucking person that puts hip hop out. There's a lot of hip hop. I don't like right it's the same thing with like hardcore punk like love that shit and there's albums that come out and i'm like i get why people like this mm-hmm. but like it's not my just my, my shit yeah, yeah it's not my shit like i don't and people always always try and fucking tell you why they like it and i was like if we were fucking talking on a mutual level like we both like this album mm-hmm. that's fine dude you can yeah. tell me all kinds of things that you got from it but like trying to sell a film or an album to me every single time I'm just going to be like it's not working dude like dude there's two fucking types of people that I hate specifically I hate the person that thinks because that they have a high education that they're the smartest fucking person in the room and can talk down to everybody like your intelligence is less than theirs because those are always the stupidest fucking people I've ever met yep they have no common sense no fucking logic everything is just well I read this in a textbook it's like cool that's not how the fucking real world works yeah and the second one is people that try to explain fucking shit that you don't like to you like you just didn't understand it yep that's the thing too yeah same here I fucking and there's sometimes where I'll do it just as like a joke Mm -hmm. where I'll just be like you didn't get that this is why that's fucking great Mm -hmm. but then there are times where somebody will just be like I didn't understand it like why do you like that yeah and they'll just be like well you know and I'll tell them like my aspect on it but I never ever try and sell and it's completely different if somebody was like I hate that movie and you were like well why and they were like well I just didn't understand it like it you know I'm like okay obviously there's some part of it that you didn't like and because of that like you couldn't put together the information the way that you wanted to for yeah. the film to play out. If somebody was flat out like, I don't know if I like that movie, I don't think I understand it, I'd be like, cool, like I can explain it a little bit and you know give you something, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, you need to like it because this, this, and this. It's like, yeah. no, dude, that's, that's stupid. I yeah. can't force you to like something for no reason. And that's the thing, and I can't, and then there's times where it's just like, I can't like really go into detail about that stuff because people will tell me shit, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, well, because like one I used to hate growing up was just like, oh, you like horror films? What's a scary one? Yeah. 
I don't every fucking time. know, dude. I every don't fucking time. know. And then you try to explain to them where you're just like, okay, dude, you're going to have to give me like information. Like what scares you? Yeah. And you try to like explain different genres and they're always like, <laughs> this guy, like <laughs> I told you he was a nerd about this shit. Or they act like it's like fucking stupid that like you need to know all that stuff. Right. And it's the same thing with like toy collecting when somebody's just like, well, what are these? And you're just like, well, what are what? Like what am I supposed to explain to you what a kaiju is? Yeah. Am I supposed to explain to you the difference between fucking soft vinyl and resin? Like if I start explaining this shit to you, you're not going to absorb it. You're not going to get fucking care. So like what kind of stupid ass fucking question is that? Like I hate that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, but that's like the other thing too, that's like gotten really shitty with society today is that like people are so fucking like, um, desensitized towards like horror films that it's kind of hard to fucking talk to somebody about shit, especially, you know, people that aren't really necessarily into the genre. They just yeah. like watching horror films from time to time. They always choose the scariest shit because they're hoping that they'll get scared like they did when they were a fucking kid. Yep. Dude, you're an adult. Yep. If a film scares you, we have a fucking problem. Yeah. Like you can feel uncomfortable. You can get nervous, anxious, whatever the case may be. But if you're like pissing your pants in the fucking theater watching this film, either the director's a fucking really good like director and came up with a fucking solid piece or you're kind of a pussy. Yeah, or you're a fucking bitch. No, that's for real about that shit, because I feel the same thing. When people say that, and they're like in their 30s, I was like, go watch a film about existential crisis. Yeah. Like, feel what it feels like to be a fucking human and realize that, like, nothing fucking matters. Matters, yeah. Like, you're just a fucking speck on this planet. Like, I was like, when you see something like that, that's scary. That's horrifying. fuck. Like... (laughs) Knowing that you're gonna die someday, and you can't do anything to stop it. you can't do anything. Horrifying. Every That's fucking day is ticking. Scary as fuck. Yeah. Every but day is just a fucking tick out of it. Tell there. you what, like, movie will scare you? Yeah. I don't you're know. You're like, man. dude, you're fucking 36. Like, monsters shouldn't be scaring you anymore. Monsters like, shouldn't be scaring you. I guess you, a serial killer you. could scare you, but, but like. But see, that's the weird part. So, like, fucking one of my favorite, like, slasher films is is The Strangers because it was based on true events. Mm-hmm. People fucking hated that film, the yeah. original one. I'm not even going to get into Pray at Night. Like, oh, yeah. That was yeah, a whole yeah. separate fucking yeah. thing. But the original one was based on true events and shit like that actually happened. And people don't find that disturbing. And I'm like, why Why does that not scare you, but the fucking dude in the hockey mask that can't die, or the fucking dream demon that, you know, preyed on little kids, yeah. those are, are worse to you than real people fucking just doing or it because you were Annabelle home. Or yeah, dumb shit. Shit like that, yeah. Because that's the thing, too. It's like, stuff like that is terrifying, but same thing. People are always just kind of like, and then people, like, fantasize over stuff like The Purge, mm-hmm. because everybody has this, like, fucking weird, weird fetish with, like, The murder. anarchy and murder and yeah. shit like that, and everybody's just like, well, that'd be kind of tight. And it's just, the same thing with, like, people with the zombie apocalypse, like, fucking, yeah, sure, it'd be cool to kill zombies. We all have imagined that at some point or another, but assuming that that's going to happen one day and you're the one person in the world that's so prepared that you're not going to die... Yeah, dude, good fucking luck. And most of those people, like, they see that and they, like, fantasize about it. And I was just like, you do know you'll probably spend most of your time killing humans as yeah. opposed to, you do know they're, like, the worst fucking threat. Like, yeah. zombies are fucking easy. Like, once you figure out how to fucking well, navigate through that shit, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like simple zombies, like a fucking Romero film. Like, yeah. they're just walking zombies. If it was, like, World War Z ones, like, yeah, you're like, sprinting at 28 you. 28 days yeah. later, yeah, Bye, you're dude. fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. That's fucking, you're fucked. And I'm out of shape, dude. 
dude. I'd probably make it a mile and they'd tackle my ass and I'd be chill. That's like my thing. Anytime people say like that, they're always like, what would you do? And I was like, I'd probably mostly just fucking off myself. I yeah. was like, only for the fact that just like, you take all my fucking conveniences from me. I really don't give a shit anymore. Like, I'm not doing like lying thing, about man. that. Like, I don't fucking give a fuck about repopulating the world and like fuck starting no. society. As far as I'm concerned, once start, society starts to collapse, that's it. Like, those pillars don't get repaired. No, like, fuck no. That's, that's it. That takes way too much yeah. time. It's society past just, your lifetime. Yeah. Like, well, we're on this fucking uphill slope, and yeah. once we fucking get down there and we're rolling down, like, that's all it is. It's a Game straight over. drop. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no redeeming society at that and point. Like, there's, like, so many other parts. Like you said, like, obviously humans are the big factor. Like, you have to watch out because the motherfuckers are going to try to take your food, take your weapons, take your life. You know, if you're a woman, they're probably going to try to rape you, like, as yeah. shitty as that sounds. But that's just what society will yep. become. I ate fucking MREs, which are the meals ready yeah. to eat. For four fucking years in my military career, I could not spend fucking whatever amount of life I had left during a zombie apocalypse eating fucking food from like cans and shit. Yeah. Or like trying to hunt for my food. I've never hunted for anything in my fucking life. That's why I to start like trying to, you know, go bow hunting for a deer or a squirrel. How the fuck? I wouldn't eat any fucking protein past whatever I find in cans. Like, that's it. I might be able to figure out and navigate growing certain vegetables, but even that's like fucking hard because you need it in climates. Like, you need the right fucking soil. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, that's why we have this like rotation and like people, they see things that are like, always seasonal mm-hmm. and they think it's because they fucking found one sweet spot in California and it's like nah dude blueberries grow Anywhere. in several spots yeah. it's just throughout the year they grow better in certain things right I was like so like if you're fucking bum ass is somewhere like in the fucking humidity and shit like that and you're past that season you ain't growing shit no fuck no if you're fucking living out in fucking Apple Valley in the desert you're probably <laughs> fucked oh, like, yeah. there's only a few things that could survive out there like being here in the great state of Idaho we're kind of a little lucky because this is like farm country so like everything fucking yeah fucking shit grows really great out here corn uh corn potatoes berries yeah fucking easy shit hops which is great for beers so (laughs) i'm sure if we fucking legalized it we would grow like fucking nuts out here i bet idaho we would be fire but (laughs) but we a bunch of fucking punks out here ain't we so (laughs) yeah uh i fucking was thinking that uh for our, for our last bit of the segment on this, that uh, we would talk about The Shining in uh, film and conspiracy <laughs> theories, since that's Ooh. what this is known for. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't actually know that. So the big conspiracy theory for this one, which there's a lot of fucking, really, there's a there's a, a movie that's just, it pretty much dissects this whole fucking film about like all kinds of different shit. And it does spend a lot of time talking about different theories. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big conspiracy theory is that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing and that the shining is him telling us that he did it. How? Um, one of the things is that the, um, the fucking carpet, that pattern, that like fucking octagon pattern, mm-hmm. it looks like in certain angles, like the moon lander. Um, Danny was wearing an Apollo sweatshirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a couple other things that people were saying that like kind of tie in the, like there's a couple little knickknacks in the background and like different stuff that they think. And people are dead set that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. We never went to the moon. Which is a big conspiracy theory. A lot of people it, think that we never went to the oh, moon. Oh, fuck no, we didn't. Yeah. It makes yeah. no goddamn sense. I don't care who you are. There's no way that we beat everybody else in the space race. We made it to the moon once 
in the 60s, and we haven't been able to do it again in nearly 40 years. And that's like my thing. I remember the first time people were telling me that, I was just like, there's a part of me that understands that because the moon is pretty much just worthless. Like, there's not really yeah. much you can do out there's there. There's no point. There's no point of going out there. But like you said, you think that like we would at least be able to do some kind of practice because mm-hmm. they want to go to Mars and, and terrifying. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. So it's just like us being able to comfortably move between here and that planet, or not that planet, our moon, mm-hmm. I feel like would be the best way to practice something like that. So yeah, how the fuck were we able to go there once and we can't just do, do like another again. trial run? Yeah. And I get it, it's a lot of money, but we spend money on other kinds of fucking you know, that kind of shit. And it's like, and now, I don't know, now that we have two fucking billionaires who are building spacecrafts, it's like maybe one of them will want to like well, do a mission to get there and kind of prove if it really. True. Yeah. That'd be a good point. That's my thing too. Like it would make, if you're trying to terraform another fucking planet, it makes sense to try with the closest thing to a planet that we have. Yeah. That is significantly closer. Like build a fucking space station there. Yeah. Build something. something. Even if you had to fucking put like a satellite or something that could communicate, like something yeah. that would fucking go that shit. Like I get it that it orbits the Earth and like it's not ideal to have a space station there yeah. because it's gonna have to wait the three hundred and sixty five days till it's back in that same fucking location so that you can, you know, go yeah. there. But at the same time it's one of those things where it's like okay, well now you have this floating space station that you're using fuel and have to keep restocking or yeah. you have this space station that orbits on its own and you can just go there when necessary. Yeah, It could be a fucking training hub. It could be a supply place before you go on to the next planet. I don't fucking know. But all I'm saying is there's no fucking way that they actually land on the moon in the 60s. Yeah. No way. So, no, I don't believe it either. So I don't know if Kubrick filmed it though. <laughs> That's that kind of like my steep. thing. It seems a little steep, but at the same time, like who would be better to <clears throat> film something like that? That's my thing. Of... What did he do in the sixties that would have made him like the ideal candidate? That's for that? the thing too. What would have like he wasn't like fucking like the hot director then? So let me, like... let me look at his credits. Yeah, I'm about to say look that up real quick and see because that was the other one that I kind of felt like was conflicting was that I don't feel like he was like as well known to portray such things at that time. That's yeah, that's my thing. Like obviously he's done a lot of shit and like some of his films are you know. I just feel like for a project like that that's like fucking dead ass serious. Like we need the world to fucking be convinced and be convinced for the rest of their fucking life and their kids' lives that it would have to be somebody who like has the record to do that. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of shit that I'm sure nobody's heard of. Yeah, uh, unless fucking Flying Padre, Day of the Fight, Fear of the Desire, The Seafarers, Killer's yeah. Kiss, The Killing, Path of Glory, Spartacus. Yeah, these are all things that like they're great films, but mm-hmm. they don't have anything in them that would be like I could film a fucking moon landing. That's my thing too. And like obviously 2001 Space Odyssey came out in 68 like I feel like why would he do The Shining and try to state that like he did the moon landing there when he has an actual film about space? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it either. So, but it was one of those fucking theories. Theories, yeah. Yeah, they kind of broke it down, and so that was one of them. I'm sure Um, they have interesting points. I mean, a lot of shit like that. People always get wild with stuff and like put things together. And that's the thing. It's one of those conspiracy theories where like the more you read into it, the more you're like, I can see. Mm -hmm. Just like JFK. Just like all that shit, like all the popular ones. When you read into them, you're like, yeah. JFK was assassinated by the United States. Like, oh I, yeah, I almost guarantee that because they flat out said, when all the baby boomers are gone, 
we'll put out the rest of the information. Well, that's the thing I was going to talk about with this too, is that because, um, what was it? The Bay of pigs and all that Mm -hmm. shit in Cuba, the fucking few years ago, they released all that shit and they're like, Oh yeah, we did fuck up everything. We were politically meddling in there. Like we were purposely trying to fucking overthrow that regime. Like, and they released all the documents about it. Mm -hmm. You could just flip through them and be like, Oh, so I was just like, yeah, I was like, it'd probably be, you know, uh, maybe another generation down the road, but they'll probably come out and be like, yeah, we didn't do that shit either. Yeah. <laughs> Landing on the moon? Nah, didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, just but I feel the same thing. America. There was like one documentary that came out a few years ago that was like really in point about like the JFK thing. And I was like, for them to be able to just let them talk about this stuff like freely, I was like, I think we're getting to the point where they're kind of just like, all right, y'all ain't dumb anymore. You're starting to put stuff together. The internet kind of fucked everything up. So True. like, <laughs> we're just going to have to admit to this shit. But pretty much. But yeah, that was kind of um, their big thing about them, just saying that you know he was trying to admit to that in this film, which could be a possibility. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Somebody filmed it, and fucking obviously, yeah. if if it was done in a studio, they did a really fucking good job. They're really smart about it. Which I mean, there was a bunch of studios at the time that would have fucking put out something phenomenal. I mean, Universal Studios would have did a great job <laughs> at putting out a fucking moon landing. So, well, that's like the thing that a lot of people really were like. The moon landing can't be fake because of blah, blah, blah. It is fake because blah, blah, blah. One of the ones that I saw was like the the way that like the, that they film it is so bright from the sun that like there's no way at the time they could recreate that in a studio. Yeah, oh, shit, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But like a lot of other people, the biggest ones were like, you know, if gravity's so low in space, why is the flag not waving? Yeah. Um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It's just there, there's a lot of shit that fucking's like really convoluted about it, one direction or another. So you're never necessarily going to get an answer. Yeah. If Stanley Kubrick filmed that, that would be really interesting. I feel like maybe there's a memoir somewhere before his death that he was just like, yeah, yeah I filmed that shit. I filmed that shit. Fuck so Yeah, and they're just fucking sitting on it. So, <laughs> But there's been a lot of different uh, people who have done, you know, they studied films and they tried different ways to like chop the film up, re-edit it, mm-hmm. do this scene different, do this, do this, and do this. And one of the ones that I thought was the coolest was there was this DJ – um, living in Northern California, uh, who did video DJing. Mm-hmm. And so he would show movies and he would play different music to them, or he would cut movies up and show you like scenes and like lay them with other scenes. Mm-hmm. And you would go and you would see him and he would put like movies together and shit like that. And he did a special with The Shining where he played the movie and then he took and double imposed the screen mm-hmm. and then he played the movie backwards with no audio. So it was playing the movie simultaneously together and so many scenes in that fucking matched up. Like it's insane. The intro where they're driving around and it's zooming out from fucking Jack Nicholson in that black and white painting. It's, Mm -hmm. it's seamless. It works so fucking well. Like Mm -hmm. it shows this thing where it seems like it's kind of showing like, a reflection of what's to come as he's like approaching this mountain. Like, oh. and there's a few other scenes in it that are fucking, they lay <laughs> match up so well, but it's one of those things to where, um, part of you was just like, it could be purposely done, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's the same thing as when you play dark side of the moon by being Floyd to fucking the wizard of Oz. Like yeah. I was like, there's some scenes that just, they fucking match up so, so well that yeah. it's insane. But one of my favorite ones is this guy on YouTube did dark side of the moon to Paul Blart. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and dude, I swear to God, some scenes match up like insanely perfect. <laughs> that fucking, fucking Christ. 
That's why I love the internet, dude. There's yeah. just some shit out there that's fucking so fucking crazy. Wild, yeah. Just wild like, it who out. comes up with shit like that? Who's like, one day, like, I bet Pink Floyd would go really well with Paul Blair Pocock. Because like, that's the thing, like, yeah, during our fucking dad's days and shit like that, you would do something like that. You would get super fucking high and, like, watch The Wizard of Oz on fucking mute. I mean... And yeah, and play. Me and my buddies used to do that where we would just fucking smoke a whole bunch of fucking weed and get super high and we would be watching RoboCop and then listening to some album and every time it matched up, we'd be like, ooh like it all stoked yeah it wasn't on purpose it was just because no. we're fucking stupid ass stoners um well that was like all the conspiracies with like playing fucking shit backwards and stuff oh yeah which is kind of funny with that it shit is too pretty funny. some of them actually worked like mm-hmm. i think the was it um not the real slim shady my name is by eminem if, yeah when you play it backwards it says it is eminem or something like that <laughs> that's so tight. yeah it actually and it's clear too it's not like yeah. some of those ones where you're like you hear something and you're just like yeah, it yeah, might say something. That might sound like it, but yeah, no. Like I've I've watched the whole video where the dude like plays it forward and then he reverses it and plays it backwards and like you hear it clear as fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a few artists that have done stuff like that where they'll put out tracks where it's like this tracks like played at like a fucking crazy speed and you have to slow it down mm-hmm. and then you find out it's like a hidden track and shit like that. Nice weird shit like that. So, but it's one of those things where it's just like some of that stuff is just fucking by coincidence, mm-hmm. like. That's honestly how I feel about that. I don't think like Dark Side of the Moon is fucking supposed to be the Wizard of Oz. I yeah, don't think Pink I Floyd wrote into it. that shit. Like those motherfuckers were like so into what they were doing that like I feel like they didn't really source too much. They might have you know spent a night off like watching the movie and, and then like yeah, yeah wrote a guitar riff or something like that to it. But other than that, I was just like I feel like they were just so underwhelmed in that that they wouldn't fucking it's just coincidence. So you know one of the things that I really like watching on YouTube is when they like do breakdowns of like movie trailers and they'll play it at like one and a half times oh, yeah. the speed and like point shit out. Could you imagine doing that for all two and a half hours of The Shining? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> you know, there probably is some fucking long extended version of that shit. Somebody's probably done that one by now. But they, pr- I'm sure they probably went through the whole thing and cut it down to like a 30-minute segment yeah. for you. So that way it's like, you didn't notice this, but this was here. And it's like cool yeah right i should have watched those like 10 things you didn't know about the shining fucking videos and shit like that the worst part is is that like if you go to the trivia section on any film on imdb all the shit that they do for that is in there yeah Mm -hmm. which is just fucking that's the thing that's what always pisses me off because sometimes it's super super rare that they'll pull one out that I'm like, oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. But like, there's somewhere I'm just like, I probably shouldn't have watched it about a film that I do know because then I'm just like, I know this one, I know this one, I know this one. Like, some they'll throw at you and you're just like, yeah, I know that's fucking mind blowing, but like, it's been around for a while. We've all kind of put it together. Like, see, I like more like the continuity errors where like yeah. they fuck up something and like it wasn't supposed to be in the next scene or towards the end of the film and it's there and you're like, Oh, or like the goofs. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Like I love I love the goofs because I'm always like, oh, I didn't notice that, and you'll go back and watch something and be like, oh shit, that was there. Yeah. Like one of my favorite ones is I I fucking love Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I watch that shit every fall because it's always on TV. Yeah. But like I own the film and shit too, 
And there's a scene at the end where they're doing the floor show where, like, fucking, you know, the riffraff, the alien dude bursts mm-hmm. in. He's, like, yelling and shit, and they all panic. And Susan Sarandon steps on fucking Brad Majors' foot in the, like, six-inch stiletto heels. And Yikes. you see his face, like, ah, but, like, they continue doing the scene. I noticed <laughs> that the first time, but I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, is he trying to panic? And then I read the goof, and I was like... Oh fuck! Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, yeah. About the sanitizer thing, I think one of my favorite ones to this day is still from Dumb and Dumber when he walks outside of the convenience store and he talks to those two extras and they were not supposed to like they were not supposed to interact in the scene. They were literally supposed to just be background characters. Wait, what? I didn't know this one. <laughs> and so their reaction to him, that like awkward, like yeah, like kind of fucking thing, was super intentional because they didn't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't supposed to talk to him. He was supposed to just come out, whip that corner, and keep going. But when he says that, got some big gulps, and they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like awkward. And it works so fucking well. Yeah, really like, does. it's perfect. And, like, yeah, when I found that out, I was like, that is so fucking funny. And then I watched it again, and I was like, those dudes are so awkward because they're just like, am I going to get fired if I say something? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> am I supposed to reply? Do I just stand here like an asshole? But it's perfect because you're just like, that's how you would reply to some fucking weird ass motherfucker coming out of a big ass cowboy hat. And you're just like, yeah. Yep, dude. <laughs> Funny enough, so my ex used to do film, but she'd always be like cast extra fucking or like independent films with like no name directors and shit like that. Well, she ended up in Easy A and right at the beginning, there's like this whole part where fucking Emma Stone's like creating this fucking story and you're getting into it and shit. And like she's talking about like the high school groups and stuff. And then you see like the, you know, shitty preppy girls walking up. She's the one on the left hand side. And she was supposed to have a line saying, see you later. But she like, uh, 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 and like fucks off. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. So I completely get that. Uh, Sometimes that shit's way better. Mm -hmm, It is. Sometimes it just. Especially when you notice it too, because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. (laughs) And it's even better too, because I actually know her personally. So I'm like, I know what the fuck happened there. (laughs) That's so funny. Good. Oh, no worry. That's fucking so awesome. Holy shit. I literally will watch that intro from time to time just to laugh at that. <laughs> that's so good. You're just like, no, I just need to see that. So yeah, stupid bitch. Uh, that's, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, that's good shit. But yeah, this is, you know, just having ourselves a nice, uh, loose conversation with this one. Because honestly, The Shining is one of those ones where it's been done to death. Yeah. There's millions of fucking documentaries episodes youtube videos fucking film there's breakdowns, film breakdowns film essays tons yeah. of stuff like that people so. have read the script people yeah have the book. It's, yeah it, it's honestly beating a horse to death but like we're trying to kind of find our niche in this and like and that's the thing and we, we want to do and we really want to do and we were figuring out like movies at the end and we were kind of just like you know what we both like this film like it's a good film it's a good horror film we both want to just fucking at least chew on it for this bit, and then, you know, like we said, this is uh, the end of season one, so did ten episodes, proud of ourselves for uh, putting together at least this, so, right. you know, and not just being like, well, we got a couple episodes in, I think yeah. I'm done with that, so... But coming into season two, we will definitely try and figure out more of a schedule 
maybe something that can actually release, whether it's like, you know, two episodes a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out that, you know, figure Even out if a format. We have to like pre record and like release it at a later date. Yeah, that's the thing too. Yeah. Cause, you know, that's the thing that sucks is trying to find time with this when yeah. we're both working full time jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So other, trying to do that shit, but the other thing that we were thinking about doing too is just like adding segments at the end where we kind of talk about like new shit, like yeah, up like new stuff or like things coming out. Yep. Like for instance, check out the new Chucky series on Sci-Fi. Oh, it's good stuff. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't think it's out, but fucking, it's from the original director of so Chucky. Cool so it's, yeah, I mean, if you saw the one with Mark Hamill, it was just god fucking awful. So yeah. I would yeah. rather see original truck Chucky come back and shit. Yeah, I was about to say, as far as like horror stuff goes, I'm trying to like think of things that I've seen recently that I like really fucking was like, oh my god, I need to like talk to a bunch of people about that. Mm. You know, I've been watching uh, the the new American horror stories, the mini Fuck, ones. Dude, those are awful. All awful. I hate them so Not much. Not a single one has come out that's been good. I was like, these are it's just obvious that they're fucking reject ideas oh that reminds me i just found out well i've been scrolling through facebook and i saw i think the new american horror story season is called double feature and it's like half alien like half water creature so i think it's supposed to be like a creature double feature oh that's tight yeah so i think that'll be interesting and that's the thing i was like i'm hoping that's better but like that's i just like i just feel like these are all ideas that they just have written somewhere i feel like like, they're kind of like doing what everybody else has been doing like Hulu did it with that end of the dark series and yeah. shit where they're just kind of like letting people try their hand at creating like stories so I think they're taking the American Horror Story name and creating these like sub spinoffs and letting like random directors like try because that's the thing I noticed that it. it wasn't the same I think the first episode the fucking rubber suit one mm-hmm. was made by the guys who usually write and like at least they're like the the producers of the fucking show the original writers right um, but I know everyone after that has been somebody different so, which I'm like, I can totally feel that. I'm just like, you guys just need to come out stronger. Like, you expect more. If this was something smaller where it just came out, mm-hmm. I would give them a little more breathing time room. to find. But it. I was just like, you motherfuckers are established. Like, well, that's the hard thing too. So again, I think, like I said, they're trying to mimic the Into the Dark series where it's actually like, you know, it's a film. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a horror film or like a suspense thriller. But like, they're their own separate thing based in this like Blumhouse fucking set motion shit so it's the into the dark series it's almost like a goosebumps episode yeah it's goosebumps but it's its own separate fucking thing yeah i think that's what they were trying to establish but like in the american horror story universe so it's like they're creating spinoff stories or they're like just trying their hands at stories and like letting people direct it and shit so i i get their concept and I get that it's not meant to be like uniform or unison. Everything's supposed to be its own. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, dude. That's the thing. And it's just like, and I don't expect them all to be fucking zingers. Like right. Tales from the Crypt when the HBO series came out. There's a lot of dead episodes. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of really great episodes. Like, obviously, I feel like there's more great than duds. But mm. every single season, I was like, even when I binge watch it, I'll get to episodes where I'm like, mm, mm. skip. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't really like this one. Me and Aaron started, well, we haven't watched it in a bit, but we started watching the Creepshow series on Shudder. It's good, but like, there's only a handful of episodes that I'm like, 
yeah, this one's really good, or this was kind of... That's I the wish they would have done this. Some Favorite them, one is the fucking Ted Raimi version of Evil Dead. Yeah. Interesting. Fucking love that. That was good shit. That one was really good. I fucking love that fucking Christmas special, even though I'm like, it was hands down the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a while, but I think that's why I loved it, because it was obviously done to be fucking stupid. Like, right. They were like, yeah, this is dumb, and so fucking wear people anonymous and like a killer Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't really make gold out of that. No. So Well, you can make a certain type of gold. You but. could, yeah. But like, that's the cool thing, is that like, I guess... I hate some of them and stuff like that, but like in regards to like the whole genre and like the subsection of like spinoffs and shit like that, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because it's like it's like a doll goosebumps or fucking yep. um, are you afraid of the dark? Like it's just it's modern versions for like older people. Yeah, that's they cool. Still suck. Yeah, like most of those fucking <laughs> like stories. Most of those did. Yeah, those ones but, are stinkers, but terrible Canadian acting. Yeah, and fucking those some of those kids. things. Those poor kids, but. But other than that, um, I think there's like a new Halloween, isn't there? Like, cause the new they, Halloween's coming it's soon. It's like the uh, whatever. Jordan Peele's Candyman is finally fucking Fuck coming yeah. out. Fuck yeah. That one I'm actually really excited Dude, about. Dude, that one is, it looks I've great. been waiting so fucking long for yeah, this. It looks really good. Like, so. I know he's going to put his own spin on it and shit. Which is fine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm like, the original one is great. Mm-hmm. I don't want a fucking rehashed version of it. Yeah. Like, I want something different. Like, I like the fucking story. I like the lore. I feel like you can do so much about it. You really could. And and there's just so much from that film that like like those project buildings don't even exist anymore that no. the first one was filmed in. So like, why try and recapture that? Right, it's gone. Yeah. So so now it's like it, I think it's a prequel. Yeah. So which is it's tight. Cause which I is tight because I really want to know that story too. They they try to tap dance around it in Candyman too, um, but it's a really interesting story, really tragic story. So I like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Right. Um, and then. Fucking what else? There was something else that I saw the other day that had like trailers out. I know Ghostbusters. Which, yeah, the Afterlife one. Which I'm kind of like, it, it seems like it's going to be better than obviously the all female cast one. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, but but to an extent, I was like, I get it. It can't be the same one, but that's like my thing. Why the fuck are we are we still trying to do this shit? Like, I don't know. The first one was the first one, and that's it, man. Yeah. Like, I think this one will be interesting because it's like. A little bit more modeled towards youth and shit, which is bring, cool. Like, yeah, youth yeah. into like the ghost, which is what I feel like they should have done. The like the the last one, yeah, yeah. I was like, there was always this idea that got kicked around by like Bill Murray and a couple of the other guys that I was like, that one's fucking fine. Because if you ever hear fucking Dan Aykroyd's like script for fucking, it's like Man Helton or whatever the one he came up with, where like they they end up finding a portal to go to hell and hell's like the it's like the hell's like New York but like the hell version. So there's mm-hmm. like demons and shit. It sounds like the stupidest fucking movie. I like read through like a little bit of like what he was thinking of this shit, and I was like, Dan Aykroyd, you need to get the fuck off the coke, dude. Like he coke was just and fucking, his fucking crystal skull. Vodka. Yeah, he was just down in vodka. He was fucking ripping gackers, and he was just <laughs> like, I'm fucking. He's like, yeah, and they go to Manhattan or fucking whatever the hell he's called it. And I was just like, it, it sounded bad. It sounded like a bad film. So oh, yeah. I'm glad that it fucking never didn't got see the light. Of didn't day. see the light of day. I mean, watching the Statue of Liberty fight, fucking. You know, yeah, that was sick. Yeah, and, no, being, and being controlled by a giant Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was or Nintendo. I can't remember. It was a joystick one. I can't remember which system that came out with. But either um, way, but either way, 
But even that film, I was like, the second one is so much like weaker than the first film. Oh, absolutely. But it's still like fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, there's still so much good stuff to it. I just kind of, the only thing that, I don't know how far into the future this new one's supposed to be, but I kind of hope like somebody from the original drop I in. think they're supposed to come back as like Ghost. I don't know if oh, Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd, but they're supposed to come back as like Ghost. God, Dan Aykroyd looks like shit. He looks like shit. And Bill Murray crazy. looks old, which is normal. But Dan he still Aykroyd, looks good. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd has like that really bad receding hairline he looks like a f- fucking modern day version of like rockefeller like he's starting to look like fucking his dude from nothing but trouble or whatever that fucking mm, yeah he's starting yeah. more and more to look like that dude the yeah. judge yeah i was like he's just fucking old old gross weird but yeah i was like it's cool though because it's a ghostbusters for like a new generation so i was like i understand that and there's kids that are starting to like really explore um you know, all that shit from Stranger Things and stuff like that. Right, so they follow all those kids and yeah. their new films and shit. So it's kind of cute that, like, you know, kids get this kind of thing. You know, if you grew up watching Ghostbusters, you can go see this movie. And yeah. You'll probably hate it because most of those parents go to those films and they're just like, there's much sex compared to the one I saw. Right, it's just like, course. yeah, well, it's not your fucking movie, dog. So. Yeah, there's some interesting shit coming out for sure that I'm looking forward to. Like I said, that Chucky series is kind of at the top of my list because... I like all the original ones as stupid as they got, but fucking it that new one just fucked everything up. So it'd be nice to see like what direction the original director wants yeah. to take it. So that'll be good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then of course Halloween kills. Yeah. Or is it Yeah, yeah it's, it's Halloween kills. kills and I think it's Halloween Ends is yeah. the last one. Something like that. Something like that. So hopefully the final one for that, so let, the, let that series die. So. Yeah, they let it. Friday the 13th die. They let fucking Nightmare die. Just let that series die too. So For real. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll take a little hiatus and then uh, we'll be back. Well, we'll definitely be back before spooky season because there's no spooky. way we're not going to drop shit during October. Like, that's hype. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll come back with like a new format and stuff like that, and then uh, we'll we'll try our best to stay as active on social media as we can. Instagram, that's our only social media for um, the time being. Yeah. For the time being, I ain't doing no Twitter. I ain't doing none of that shit. No YouTube. YouTube's a fucking dick. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll try and stay active on that, but we'll definitely keep people posted. And then once we figure out, because we're thinking from here that we kind of want to do like theme seasons to where like the season that we pick will mostly be based off of whatever, whether it's like slasher films, you know, Italian films, exploitation, um, shitty B movies. So once we come out with that, we'll announce it. Uh, and then we'll definitely keep everybody posted about what movies we have come out there. And as always with this, you know, if you have any feedback, we're more than welcome to listen to it, especially going in this next season. It'd be kind of nice to have an idea of like segments that would be cool or even ideas for films. We're always cool with that. If you think mm. there's a film that you never, ever hear anybody talk about, like drop us a line, let us know. So. Yeah, definitely give us some feedback too, because like we're not getting anything from anybody. So yeah. it'd be nice to I swear, every time I ask that, everybody's just like, "I like it." And yeah. I'm just like, "Motherfucker, cool. tell me like what you don't like." I've only had like a couple people that were like pretty good at like critiquing shit and like told me, and I was like, "No, I'll take that to heart, man." Like I really like that. So, so yeah, if you are listening to this shit, say what's up. Yeah, 
Drop us a line. Drop us a line. So, <laughs> but uh, to those who have been listening to this, um, thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate. Really it. appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. So, and we want to continue to you know pursue this as a hobby. So, hopefully, we can double up on our fan base by the end of the second season. And yeah, yeah hopefully things go good. So, but uh, exciting things in the future. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, hopefully. We'll uh we'll be back real soon to talk some more shit. So Yeah. <laughs> but we've been Tales from the Pricks. I'm Matt. I'm Dylan. And I uh, will catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.